We're going to talk to Twyla Braze, President, Co-Founder, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. And hi, Twyla, how you doing? I'm great. I'm doing great. Yeah, you sound like my Uncle Chuck, but we sit. (laughs) (laughs) I have a boy's voice every day, so we fit right in. All right, so I have a son who was addicted to opioids, went through hell, went to prison. Um, You know, uh, another family member is currently addicted to opioids, so I get that something has to be done to control it. God forbid we stop China from bringing in fentanyl and from drugs coming across the southern border, but... Let's go ahead and make drug lists and share them all across the nation. So every time I try to get my prescription filled, I'm treated like a criminal. So I do not like the data sharing program. What do you think about it? Well, the, there are two, there are at least two different data sharing programs here. Uh, one you may specifically be talking about is the pharmaceutical drug, um, uh, not the pharmaceutical, the drug, uh, pharmacy pro, uh, prescription drug monitoring program. There yes. we go. Yes. And, uh, and actually Missouri was the last state to put it in. I don't like and it. And had held out for a long time. And so we don't like that system either. And now, on top of that, so so all fifty states have that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so there's all this recording going on, uh, and you can look like a, a drug user when you aren't, just because you have some other kind of real pain need, and and then they deny you access to care, or access to those medications. But now, at the federal level, uh, we have a even a bigger system uh, being put in place here, because last week, um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services signed a public-private deal with five different entities to establish a national health data sharing system. And uh, as we said in our press release, this system does not have the consent of the governed. And as a matter of fact, um, most of the American public still believes that HIPAA protects their privacy when HIPAA actually allowed this system to happen because HIPAA is a data sharing rule, not a data privacy rule. So the the entities that got together was big government and big data, including the largest healthcare system in the country called Epic. Um, and so the, the, there was interoperability platform that was one of them, and a national network of con- connectivity partners that was another one of them, right? So they uh, they called this like um, what did the Secretary of Health and Human Services say? Something like it was just like the Big Bang uh, for healthcare, and um, and this is uh, this is not a Big Bang healthcare. in a good way. Yeah, this is right. It's not in a good way. That's mm-hmm. that's correct. So I'm signing all these HIPAA forms for absolutely no reason because anybody who decides to hack into the system is going to know everything. Right. The you know the HIPAA form mm-hmm. you know. Please, all your listeners, you know, just like listen up. The HIPAA form simply says that you know when you sign it, all you're saying is that you know you have no privacy. You you are saying that you haven't seen or read or, or been given the notice of privacy practices. But the notice of privacy practices is actually a notice of disclosure practices. It tells you all the ways that the hospital, that the healthcare system, that the clinic can share your data without your consent. And that's going to include through this national uh, health data sharing system. And you, and you have no, you can make a request, 
but they don't have to. They don't have to listen to you. you. You can make a request that they don't share data outside the four walls, but they do not have to listen to you. And that's what HIPAA says: that you have the right to make the request, but that the doctor, the hospital, the clinic have the right to deny your request that the data be kept private. So there's and no the way to opt way, out. There's no way there's, to opt out. No, the only way you can partially opt out is to pay cash and then ask for your data to be held private. However, despite my saying that, it's not clear to me at all that the systems that they have in place have anything that allows them to say, oh, Johnny said he doesn't want this this record uh, shared with anyone. So we're going to just, you know, click on this record, the whole record of this visit, and we're not going to share it. It's not clear to me at all that they have that uh, capability within the electronic health record systems, which were meant to share your data, not to withhold access to it. So who all has access to it then, Twyla? I mean, is it every doctor across the nation? I mean, some in some instances it might be a good thing, like if I go to Canada and I fall off a cliff and they need to know what medicines I'm on because they don't want to give me something that could, you know, conflict with something that I am on. I mean, they can find all sorts of reasons to say it's a good thing, but the bottom line is you have no privacy. Yes, they can find reasons. They typically use the emergency room, but I can tell you as an emergency room nurse for eight years, formerly, uh, if you had to look in a medical record in order to, to take care of a patient, you didn't belong in the emergency room. You know, time matters. You don't, you don't need somebody's electronic health record to take care of them in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who have access to the data, are myriads, but it's all according to whether or not your doctor, your hospital decides to share. They're the ones in control of who has access, but the list of who could have access is 2.2 million entities long. 2.2 million entities long, and that means people with inside those entities, of course, right? So it's 702 uh, covered entities, which is a it's a legal term for the people you expect to have your data, like the x-ray, the radiology facilities, the laboratories, the clinics, the hospitals, the health insurers. But then there's 1.5 million business associates, uh, which could be everything from a bank to an auditor to uh, medical education to all sorts of different uh, things. And it's all dependent on what your doctor, your hospital, your healthcare system decides to do. Uh, whether they decide to share it, your health plan, do they decide to share it? They're in control of whether it gets shared or not, not you. And when you sign that form, the only thing you're doing uh, is signing that you know you have no control over your data and that you have no privacy. And this was all part of the ruse. So we consider HIPAA a deliberate deception. That form, that's a deliberate deception to get you to think that HIPAA actually means privacy when it actually means it took away your privacy. And the only way, to, you know, the only way to, to, to stop this, and your listeners need to listen to this because it's really up to them to ask their state legislators, whether they're in Iowa or Missouri or Illinois or wherever they are, ask their state legislators to put in a real state privacy law, like the one Minnesota has. A state privacy law has to be followed, and then that, that brings back all of your rights to say no. That brings back all of your consent rights, but it's got to be a state law. Well, from everything you've just said, I never want to go to the doctor again. Well, <laughs> I understand that. And you can go to the wedge at jointhewedge.com, 
which is our directory of cash-based practices who don't do any business with insurance and who promise true patient privacy. And they don't do any business with the government either, so they take cash. Mm-hmm. And then they protect your privacy. Well, Join I, the website. I, I already go to one of those, so I guess I'm good. I, I go to a <laughs> concierge. I don't go unless it's something, you know, emergency room type stuff. But this is this is very frustrating because most of the people in this country wave that don't tread on me flag and and do not want to be infringed upon. And it seems like they're just chipping away at our freedoms without us actually knowing what's happening. And they've been doing it for decades now. And federal government has almost complete control of our lives at this point through healthcare.gov, through every other national education association. Everything you can think of has gone national now, and they are in, they're almost in bed with you, Twyla. Right, and of course, when it comes to your data, your medical data, which in which case you often give away your financial data, your personal data, your behavioral data, all that comes together under healthcare data. You're giving it away at a time when you're most vulnerable and least able to say no to their intrusive questionnaires, although you should. You should say no. If it doesn't pertain to your visit, don't answer it. Don't, don't sign the HIPAA form. You, you, you need to do this because this is the only way that we bring it back. We do have information that on HIPAA at our website, cchfreedom.org. It's right there on the homepage. Just look for HIPAA. Uh, cchfreedom.org. We have an entire campaign to get people to stop signing the HIPAA form and stop answering the questionnaires. They won't see pertains. you if you don't sign all the paperwork. Well, you have to argue. You have to go to the manager. I do it all the time. I've only once been denied access. So you just have to argue, and then you can take our little cards. We've got little HIPAA cards that you can take with you to the doctor's office. So people can come to our website, and they can contact us and say, I want some of those HIPAA cards. Because they should have it in their billfold and they should show it. Because HHS, on their website, on HIPAA, all about that form, you know what they, they say? They say, by law, you are not required to sign the, the uh, receipt of the notice of privacy practices. That You are not required to sign that acknowledgement statement. Now, it is sometimes embedded in the other consent form, and you have to look for it. You know, it's like, you know, 15 consents down, and you've got only one signature. Those are bad. Those are coercive consent forms. But you should cross it out. And anything on those coercive consent forms that you don't want to do, that you don't want to agree to, cross them out. You're there to be treated, and you're willing to be billed. Those are the two consents that should be on a form. And sometimes patients have had success by asking the doctor, I want, or the office, and saying, I want a consent form that says I consent to treatment and I consent to be billed. That's all I want on my consent form. Give me that consent form. And some of them have had great success in making that happen. So I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm a nurse. I'm sorry that patients have to go in loaded for bear to protect their rights in the exam room. But the fact of the matter is the government is using the exam room to take advantage of and to exploit patients when they are people, Americans, when they are at their most vulnerable. I, I just can't. I just can't anymore. It's just every sort of intrusive mechanism they can come up with, they do. And I'm out of time, Twyla, but give them the website again and the name of your book, too, so people can read up on it. Oh, yeah. My book is Big Brother in the Exam Room. It's in its third printing, eight awards. It has eight awards. And the website is cchfreedom.org, cchfreedom.org. Get your 
I don't want HIPAA cards and um, just make sure that your privacy is private, you know. And as I mentioned, being on this this drug list, um, a lot of people have chronic pain. I'm not one of them. I don't have a bunch of prescriptions, so it's it's not like a thing. But for me, it's a thing because it's intrusive and I don't like it. I realize that they are trying to ward off people going from doctor and doctor and hopping and getting pills and selling them. But it's it's demonizing people like me who might have one prescription who are looked at in, in a funny kind of way when they go. If, if, if I have an abscess tooth and I go to get some whatever tramadol, the doctor's like, what were you prescribed this for? It's like, or the pharmacist. I'm like, it's none of your damn business. Fill my That's prescription. Right. So, I don't know. It just pisses me off. All right. And it, they just use that rationale, by the way. They just use that rationale. The whole idea was to get into your prescription history. That's the rationale they use. I, I, I don't like it at all. I, I'm glad we held out for as long as we did, but now it's a law. Twyla Brace, president, co-founder, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. Get her book. Go to their website. Get your card that says uh, consent to treat, consent to pay. That's it. Uh, the National Data Health Sharing Program is invading your privacy in a big way. Twyla, Twyla thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.